my guest for this conversation is the president of Swazi's First Democratic Front, uh, Busi Maisela. Busi, good morning and thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Good, good morning, Oliver, and thank you for having me. Well, see, Swaziland uh, sort of dances and oscillates in and out of the news media cycle uh, regionally every time something horrendous takes place, like the death or the deaths of people. More recently, the death of human rights lawyer Tulani Maseko brought back into stark, uh, you know, uh, contrast again. Uh, the pro-democracy movement and and how it's being thwarted uh, by the monarchy um, under Zuelatini in 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 Swaziland and um, King sorry King Umswati in Swaziland and uh, you know King Umswati of course doesn't take responsibility for uh, Tulani Maseko's death but many argue that it is. Uh, an extrajudicial killing. I spoke to Mark Haywood, a journalist at the uh, at the Maverick Citizen for the Daily Maverick, and he's been covering Swaziland and the story quite extensively. And he says all evidence leads to the fact that uh, you know Tulani Maseko uh, was killed at the behest uh, of an extrajudicial killing, of which uh, you know King Mswati has blood on his hands for. To that effect. Um, it, it once again asks the question, is there a prominent pro-democracy movement in uh, Swaziland? Is it making any sort of inroads? Uh, and what are the geopolitical partners in the region doing about that? Recently, a meeting was held, a, a SADC meeting was held in Namibia, uh, where Swaziland was once again back on the agenda. I want you to start off by painting the picture for us about where the pro-democracy movement in Swaziland finds itself right now, today. Um, and what the recent battles have been that it has fought. Um, thank you, thank you, Oliver. Um, I think um, the problem in Swaziland is not new. Um, it's, it is just unfortunate that now we are losing lives the way we are. Um, otherwise, this is an old issue that has been um, brewing in Swaziland uh, uh, since 1973, when uh, political parties were banned in the country. Um, um, Pro-democracy um, uh, and uh, political groups in Swaziland are not allowed. They are banned. So there is no freedom of, of expression and, um, that, uh, they, and also there is no rule of law at all. So, which means everything centers around one man and one man only, which is the king. So, pro-democracy groups now are pushing for the agenda of having a dialogue where we have to change uh, the system of government from Tingula to a multi-party democracy. And this has been a thorn because um, the king doesn't want that to change. And he's also refusing to have a dialogue with his people. So, this now has caused... Um, uh, uh, a, a, a serious fight between those that want to to have democracy and those that are happy to have uh, the status quo, like the people that are around the king and the government uh, of the day, which is illegitimate because it's not chosen by the people. It is just chosen by one man. Mm. So um, we've had this issue. It just started when, as well, uh, one student, Tabani Komonye, was killed by the, the, the government uh, for no apparent reason. And then over 200 Swazis were also killed. Some were, uh, were, were, were maimed by the regime in June 2021 when we had the uprising. And now we've seen a couple of other political leaders being killed, uh, 
before Tulen Maseko was killed last week, we had another leader from SFDF, uh, our Deputy uh, Secretary General, who was also abducted and killed by the government. So the government has blood on his hands. And uh, for pro-democracy loving people in Swaziland, seeing tomorrow is a luxury. Mm. That's how bad things are. Yes. Musi, you're in Swaziland right now. You're having this conversation with me, which seems to me like a major risk. I am currently hiding in South Africa. Okay, that's good. Uh, I was fearful that uh, you might be exposing yourself to that level of persecution as well. But is it possible at all to organize within Swaziland or do most pro-democracy activists have to organize outside the borders of Swaziland? Uh, That's what we are forced to do right now because um, even going to bury one of our own is difficult. We couldn't even make it to to bury Tulani because we know some of us, because we are speaking for the people who are basically targets for government killings. So it's very difficult. Yeah. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. So given that political parties are banned, how, how, how do you manage to call... Uh, your movement, a a, a political movement uh, that seeks to change the political paradigm? Basically, what we are de- doing is that we are fighting. So we're, when you are fighting, you basically force your way through and uh, you you are forcing because you, 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 you are adamant that you, we need to be recognized. Otherwise, we cannot register our, our organizations in Swaziland because they are bent. They are not um, recognized. Mm. Now the government is uh, preparing for elections. We are saying they, we, we can't have elections under the same regime, under the same thing with the system. We want to have elections under the multi-party democracy. And now I think also that one is going to be um, a battle between the two, between the oppressed and the oppressor. Mm. So how, how then do elections happen if political parties can't exist? Um... Uh, people are, uh, are elected from their constituencies and then the king will elect, will also appoint his own um, into cabinet and appoint about uh, 40% of the MPs himself. Mm. And and I'm assuming the king selects and ordains the prime minister. He does. It's it is his choice and he doesn't even explain how he got that person into into the seat. Do you so have it's basically to, someone who's working for him? Do you have to be on a ballot to become prime minister? No, no, not at all. You just become his servant, basically, not the servant for the people. So the king wakes up tomorrow and can decide to remove the prime minister and appoint somebody else. No election, no consultation, mm-hmm. nothing. Yes. So that means that prime minister is basically accountable to one person and one person only. Yeah. The person who appoints him. Yes. What does the prime minister do? Uh, he runs the government on behalf of the king, but basically the king runs the government through the par- prime minister. So the prime minister is the, the king's PA? Yes, <laughs> in e- short. Effectively? Yes. What do you imagine the road to democracy and democratizing Swaziland look like? Um, we are really hopeful that um, the neighboring countries like South Africa and the SADC uh, is going to uh, assist us. Uh, I think now uh, with the death of a prominent lawyer like Tulan Masego, uh, the light and uh, is now shining on Swaziland, the spotlight is shining on Swaziland, and we are really hoping they are going to uh, 
push um, forward that for the dialogue at least where we are going to negotiate and go to the table and negotiate for 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 taking out Switzerland from where it is now because we are also going to be a burden on the on South Africa especially because we are neighboring countries so we are really hoping through uh, um, the other countries we are going to force Switzerland to give democracy to its people. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened in Namibia? Sadek met. Uh, the member states map, Swaziland was on the agenda. What was effectively said, discussed? Was it progressive? Um, although um, I wouldn't say it was progressive, but the fact that we were on the agenda, uh, we are hopeful uh, because Swaziland has to come back um, and give a report, a further report of what is happening. Yes, it was raised that Swaziland needs to facilitate the issue of dialogue. But we can uh, get the posture from government that they 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 believe everything is is okay. It's just that uh, the people that are calling for democracy they are calling them terrorists, which we don't believe they are terrorists. It's just people that are fairly asking for democracy and to be heard, which is not happening in the country. Mm-hmm. Give us a call zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. You can also send us a WhatsApp voice on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I'm in conversation with the president of Swazi's first democratic front, Busi Maisela. Give us that call. We'll be taking your calls on the other side of this. Across South Africa, online and on radio, SAFM. Let's talk. Good morning, good morning, good morning, my big brother and SFM listeners. Yeah, UJ, I'm a scroll here. You know, uh, the issue of Switzerland, uh, it's like Switzerland and Lesotho. If I was a president of South Africa, one day I was just tomorrow, I was going to order my soldiers to surround Switzerland and Lesotho and take over these uh, what so called uh, countries. Yeah, and uh, free Swazi people and Lesotho uh, people. Really, if I was a president, I was going to do that. I was going to invade Swaziland and Lesotho, take them off, image them to South Africa once and for all. Those kings live like other kings, and leave people to, to democracy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that's the solution. <laughs> was it in 1996, 97? Uh, when Prince Mangusutu Butalezi invaded Lesotho. That didn't end well. The backlash was quite horrendous to that. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that's the, the solution. Um, Busi, you can only negotiate with somebody that's willing to negotiate. There doesn't seem to be a willingness on part of King Umswati to meet the uh, SADC uh, member states at the negotiating table. How then can they force him? And I, I use the word force here quite deliberately. How can they force him to the negotiation table? It's unfortunate that um, when negotiations fail, normally it um, it then deteriorates to, to war. But I, I want to believe there are better ways to avoid that, and we need to try and avoid bloodshed by all means. Remember, Swaziland is only about 1.2 million people, and um, we, 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 are, we are interrelated somehow. So... Uh, a war is not desirable at all. But um, I want to believe South Africa can close the borders, can try and lock um, their borders and just say, Sosland must just push uh, to the table. Um, the king 
cannot stop that. So I think there is a way. When you say lock the borders, what do you sanctions. mean? Okay, I'm so sanctions. About sanctions. Okay, yes. let's talk about what a, a formidable sanction package would look like. What do you think it would look like? I just want to believe that it's it's basically saying um, you you are giving Swaziland three days to to put together a schedule for a dialogue. If nothing is happening, you 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 give a date that if it's not happening by this date, uh, you are also uh, stopping your trucks for petrol. You are also going to shut your electricity. We, we basically depend on South Africa with everything, the energy and everything. So as much as we are all going to suffer, but we need to, to have that uh, wake up call. Mm. That's what I was about to ask. Would the residents not, would the citizens not suffer the most? They would, but I think also the government, because the government is stealing the taxes from the businesses. So... I think we need to get something that like that. It's better than killing citizens because government now is resorting in, into killing us. And you think this would force King Omswati to the negotiation table? I want to believe that. Right. And and, and, and so obviously then, then the outcome of the sanctions would be hopefully to get a repeal on the 1973 Act that banned political parties. Um, open yes. up for free and fair elections that is well observed. I'm assuming that's where you hope it goes. Yes, that's what we hope. We hope that will then open uh, discussions. Negotiating negotiating means you can go there with 100% demand and then you, you, you come back with 60%, but at least it's a, a step to the right direction. Does Swaziland, so need, need, to start yeah. Does Swaziland need a constitution? Yes, we do. We do have a constitution which is n- which which is not even uh, followed is also not following his own constitution it's because the- on the constitution on paper it says there is a right to freedom of expression which is not practiced right right now we have um uh, two mps that are rotting in jail for 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 cases that are not there just because they were calling for democracy they are already in jail and they've, they've been there now it's almost 2 years mm, mm. Why do you think South Africa's, uh, I guess, political shot callers, the ANC in particular, are reluctant to making such harsh uh, demands from the king? I want to believe they are giving us, um, uh, you know, the, the liberty to, to, to make our own um, uh, roots to democracy. I think they, they, they wanted to, to us to negotiate and make this as fair as possible. But uh, now I think the, the killings are, are going to change the whole thing. So I am hoping that now they are going to push harder that we have uh, a, a resolution to this problem. Yeah. As uh, Swazi's first democratic front uh, political movement and organization, are you engaging the ANC and Lutuli House? Are you engaging the tripartite alliance partners of the ANC Kusatu as, as 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 well as the SACP uh, to, to to put that level of political pressure on the king. Um, okay, we are a very young organization. We were launched on the tenth of December, twenty twenty two, and then two weeks after that, when we were putting together our programs, one of our leaders, the NEC member uh, and comrade Muzi member was uh, was abducted and killed, and that was a setback for us. But otherwise, we have a, a, a a series of programs where we are going to be engaging all these organizations and government um, uh, departments on the issue of Swaziland. My goodness, I'm so sorry to hear about uh, your comrade. Really, really, yeah. really sad.
good good morning my brother listen uh the lady uh seems to be saying that the absence of a normal democratic uh, system of 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 election and government in in, in Swaziland means that uh, the Swazi nation is not uh, on the right path and it's it's very interesting that in South Africa a lot of rural communities and a lot of Africans are fed up with this democracy they are thinking that it's better we go the route of traditional leaders leadership and having some form of a central government that uh, draws its uh, authority from direct election almost like in in, in Zimbabwe, we, now we are trying to change our laws, our election laws, to 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 have people di- directly elected from communities, and it's it's so it's, a, it's an irony that Swazis want to go South Africa route and South Africans want to go the the, the Swaziland route. It's so it's a, such an irony. Bushi in Muleji. Yeah, Bushi, it is actually quite ironic. You're absolutely right. That contrast is an important one to note. Give us a call: zero eight six triple zero two zero three two zero eight six We continue the conversation on the other side of this. It's half past eleven. Kamukhele Teledi has your headlines. Shalom Oliver. This is wisdom from Indwedwe. Um, can I ask a question to the sister there? Uh, why are they are looking for democracy in Swaziland? Uh, out of everything, why they are asking a democracy. Secondly, do they understand what democracy um, is caring? Look at South Africa. Thank you. Bye. Busi, do you want to respond to that question? Okay. Um, although it was a bit faint, uh, please can you repeat it for me? It says, why do you guys want democracy in Swaziland? Do you not see what democracy is doing to South Africa? Um, basically, we, 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 we want democracy because we want to um, move the power from one person and one family, yeah, but to the uh, Swazis. Uh, we want uh, every Swazi to benefit from the wealth of the country. Uh, in Swaziland, we have um, a situation where even our old people are not getting grants they get only 600 rents in three months. And we have our hospitals that are not having medication. If you get an accident now in Swaziland and you go to hospital and you need an operation, you can't go to the theater before you get a list of things that you need to go and buy um, uh, for for the theater. It's, it's, It's that bad. If you do not have medical aid and you do not have money and you cannot um, go to south africa for medication you die Uh, it's basically mismanaged government it's it's not caring for the people so and in the universities our students are not getting scholarships we have a lot of suicides by the students now because they cannot afford to go to school yet they are capable of learning uh, and their parents cannot uh, afford to pay the exorbitant fees for the school fees, for the university fees. So some of them now are in psychiatric centers. Some of them are killing themselves. So it's, it's a it's a dark situation. We want to believe that in democracy, there's accountability. In democracy, you, you, don't, you do not um, have all the power to do as you please, but you are, accountant- you are accountable to the people. So mm. that's what we look forward to having in Swaziland. Yeah. 
Let's go to the lines. Solomzi in Fosloras. Good morning. Good morning, Oliver. Uh, first time caller to, you, to, to your program. Thank you so much for calling. Appreciate it. We've been having a lot of first time callers over the last two weeks. I really, really <laughs> love that. Mm. Uh, 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 Oliver, my point is uh, similar to that that uh, has been said by Pushy in Malaysia and the speaker after him. Mm. I'm just also concerned about the fact that if democracy doesn't work in South Africa, I doubt that it's it like in Switzerland. I've just listened to her response to that uh, point, but I'm very, very skeptical about what she's saying still. Mm. And, uh, why, why are you skeptical largely, of democracy? Lastly, what I, I, I'd like to know from the lady is that is there, is, there, is there economic system in that country? I have some slight notion that it is more feudal, if I may put it that way, than it is Western. I wonder if she can answer me. Mm. Specifically on that one, she can forget about it. Thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it. Uh, Pastor Khotso in Mpumalanga, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, sir. Go ahead. Um, what's the name of the organization again? The one which... Swazi's First Democratic Front. Okay. <clears throat> now, here's the issue that which I would like to raise here. The people of Eswatini are not being supported, one, by the ANC itself. They are not being provided with adequate um, support. What has been done, the ministerial intervention team that was sent there by president, was there merely to conduct some, some, some t- uh, talk show. The other issue here is that of SADC itself. SADC is a toothless institution which run like a bureaucratical organization that which happens to be defending the leaders of these SADC countries at the expense of the people. How long must the people of Eswatini suffer? How long must they be assassinated? How long must they be imprisoned for spending for... Back with you tomorrow, 9 a.m., very, very early.